This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Built by Bama online podcast presents Daybreak for Friday, March the 27th. 2020 Travis Meyer senior analyst for BamaOnline.com and as we typically do here on Fridays we're going to check in with Hank South recruiting analyst for us there at BOL first and foremost Hank hope you're uh, enduring or getting through these um, just uh, surreal sort of times that we're encountering here in in good fashion you and yours thank you thank you yeah it's it's been nuts we're just kind of hanging in there just trying to get groceries when we can and, you know, just stay, stay away and stay at home. So same to you. I hope y'all are, hope y'all are hanging in there. I think we're all kind of in that same mode right now, trying to stay as close as we can to home, trying to keep our hands clean, trying mm-hmm. to keep our kids' hands clean. You know? <laughs> I know for you, yeah. with the, the, the younger <laughs> deal that you're dealing with there, that, uh, that's gotta be quite a, quite a task. Um, oh yeah. We, we've you know. uh, we've been utilizing the sprinkler outside. The, the <laughs> pools pools clay, neighborhood pool is closed, but uh, the, the sprinkler is making do for now. We'll, we'll see what the story is in two weeks, but for right now, sprinkler's working. <laughs> the front yard sprinkler never goes out of style. I can tell you that no, one goes crossed. back to the <laughs> back to the seventies for me, man. You're taking me back now. You're gonna get the old slip and slide out before we know uh, it. But, Hank, uh, there has continued to be news of sorts on the recruiting trail. And as that relates to the Alabama Crimson Tide, we're going to get into some of that both from a football and basketball perspective uh, this morning. Uh, But let's start with the as we headed into the week. I know we're paying close attention to a particular prospect uh, who had Alabama or has Alabama high on his list. There were some thought being given that Kane Williams would go ahead and maybe make his announcement earlier in the week. But uh, sounds like that's been pushed back now. We did, I guess, get a more streamlined list for Kane Williams uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, and, and that was kind of something I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago um, when this first kind of all started happening with the cancellations, uh, you know, spring practice or suspensions and, and all that and the recruiting visits put to uh, put to a stop. But, uh, you know, what was the, the question was, are, are guys just going to go ahead and, you know, start committing? Are they going to reserve their spots in classes? Are they going to move up their timelines and just kind of get it out of the way? Um, and, and Cam Williams came out, uh, I believe it was last Thursday, um, and, and said he wanted to make a, a commitment um, on Monday. And uh, he, he had a, he had a top eight, I think, at the time. Um, but it, it was pretty clear Alabama and LSU were his his top two schools. He even said as much um, after his junior day visit earlier this month. Um, but, you know, as time got closer, it became a little bit more clear that, you know, Alabama and LSU are, are both very high on Kane Williams and, and he's a, he's a big target, but at the same time, I think, you know, they're in a position where um, they want to see him work out a little bit more in camp, um, you know, see a little bit more of him this spring, you know, we'll see what spring even looks like, you know, going forward and, and potentially even summer camp. So that could be a situation that need they need to adjust on the fly. But, it's been clear that uh, I think both of them just both those programs wanted to to see um, a little bit more of him this spring 
um, which, you know, that, that can be said for a lot of recruits at this point um, on a typical recruiting calendar. Um, and, and, you know, drawing closer to Monday, he put out a, a tweet that had Alabama, LSU and Texas A&M. There's three emojis for each school um, on, on Sunday. Then on Monday, um, he decided to go ahead and push it back. He wasn't going to he, he didn't want to announce um, and he wanted to uh, just put out a top three, which ended up being those three SEC West programs. So that's kind of where we're sitting right now. Um, you know, I, I, all those schools are high on him. I think Texas A&M w- was ready to go um, on on Monday had he had he committed. But I, I think he's you know, he, he knows it's, it's not a huge rush at this point. Um, and he has a little bit more time that he can keep evaluating things and, and vice versa. Those those um, Alabama and LSU, which I think are his, his top two schools, can keep evaluating him. So even with the uncertainty that's come about with this COVID-19 pandemic, I guess the other side of this, too, is schools like Alabama, LSU, even with not knowing for sure what the summer is going to look like from an evaluation standpoint or the late spring, for that matter, they're not to the point yet where they're going to take kids based on what they have. They're still willing. They're being uh, a little bit patient and and kind of waiting this thing out. It sounds like Hank. Yeah, yeah, and so maybe that's you know indicative of maybe some optimism that maybe we'll we will have some sort of um, you know set up this summer where where guys can camp and you know they they can see them live. Um, obviously, that's just speculation on my end, but yeah, the, you know the, there doesn't seem to be a, a huge concern or. You know, hitting the red button is and needing to fill up classes just yet, um, as we sit here in late March. Absolutely, and another prospect of note uh, pushing back his commitment timeline. Linebacker Ra Ra Dilworth. What went into that decision, Hank? Yeah, that one. I, I was a little. I was. I was interested uh, uh, to kind of track down what happened there. He's actually. I believe he's visited all five of his finalists at least once. Um, his finalists are Alabama, North Carolina. Uh, Georgia, NC State, and South Carolina, um, and, and he he said in an interview earlier this week on our on our Inside Carolina 24/7 Sports site um, that Alabama and, and North Carolina were his top two top two schools. Which you know, if you kind of followed it, that's kind of been the feeling um, since since he got his offer and took his visit um, earlier this month to Tuscaloosa. His mom gave us an interview on Bama Online, just raving about Alabama and you know the job Nick Saban, Charles Kelly. Um, even Sam Petito on, on campus when they're speaking with him, the job they have done in in that recruitment and and just how much they've been impressed by Alabama. So um, seemed like Bama was in a pretty good spot, especially getting him on that last visit too. Um, I think you know as as this as all these cancellations have been made and, and things have been suspended, I, I think he decided that he, he wanted to take a couple more visits um, when he had the chance to. Um, those dates were kind of special. To, were they, they were special to him in that um, April 17th, the day he was going to commit to a staff, was his grandmother's birthday. And then May 9th um, was just a couple of days. It was a Saturday after his mom's birthday. So he had those kind of two meaningful dates um, and he, he, he pushed those back. So, you know, that that's I think mainly what went into that is just, you know, wanting to take more visits. But even even then, you know, he has an official visit left to Alabama. Um, you know, they've really impressed him. Charles Kelly is, you know, he, he didn't get talked a lot about it as one of Bama's top recruiters. But, you know, he, he's been getting some big fish to Tuscaloosa and, uh, and Dilworth is another they're very high on um, at this point. And even in these uncertain times, it seems like offers still continue to go out from the Alabama staff. Hank, a former in-state standout, Malik McLean. Uh, apparently recently offered hard not to think of a guy who has spent some time down in Baldwin County as a wide receiver and not think of Julio Jones, especially (laughs) when you talk about a receiver who has some size, like apparently Malik McLean. 
tell us about his situation. I know he's no longer at Daphne High School, but uh, you know how that initial reaction for McLean sort of worked its way out. Yeah, I was really uh, interested in, in catching up with him um, just to kind of get his thoughts. You know, being a former in-state recruit, and, and we uh, we talked on uh, earlier this week. I think it was on Tuesday night. Um, and he was saying, you know, he, he's not actually from Alabama. He, he moved to um, he, he moved to Daphne High School when he was, I believe, a freshman. Uh, he'd only been there for three years before he, he recently transferred over um, to IMG in Bradenton, Florida. He's actually from Florida, uh, but he has a lot of family in Montgomery. He told me he, he's in a military family, so they, they, they've traveled uh, quite a bit, um, you know, throughout throughout his youth. But um, he has family in Montgomery. He told me half his family went to Auburn and half his family went to Alabama. But he himself has lived in Florida the majority of his life. So, you know, he's from Florida, but there, there's connections. There's strong connections to the state of Alabama. Um, he, he's visited Alabama three times. He, he's really only taken one recruiting visit there, and that was for the LSU game last November. Uh, but he did say, obviously, you know, um, like you like you just let in there. He, he Julio Jones um, is one of his, uh, you know, one of his idols that, that he looks up to um, at the wide receiver position. So. Um, it, it's still pretty early. He's kind of just now, he was really, ha- he was having a great spring before all this, um, this stuff started happening with, with the coronavirus that shut everything down. And, and he's still getting offers. I feel like every day he, he's tweeting out a new offer, but he's really not in a huge rush to, um, you know, to, to put a, to make a commitment or anything. He, he talked about, he's going to visit Bama again after whenever he's able to, um, and, and they're definitely going to be a school in contention for him. Um, and, and, and so, you know, that, that's, um, that was a big offer for him. I, I think schools like, Florida State, you know, I think if Auburn got involved, they, they'd be um, a, a factor for him. But Florida State, I think all the Florida schools, um, he'll, he'll be high on Miami, too. So he'll be one to watch. But, yeah, definitely an intriguing prospect at, at six foot five, one ninety five. And and I know our guys um, at 24-7 Sports that saw him at that Under Armour Orlando camp a few weeks ago, they loved him. They, he was one of their top performers there. So, you know, we don't have verified um, numbers on him yet, but they've been able to eyeball him in person and, you know, verify that six foot five, um, you know, frame. And, and they said he's the real deal. So a uh, big offer there. And we'll, we'll be keeping track of him. We hear so much about interaction between recruits and coaches. From the Alabama perspective, what seems to be the method of choice? Technology being what it is, Hank, you're cer- certainly not short on options. What what are you getting in terms of feedback on, on how Alabama is sort of making this happen during these times? Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com yeah so far you know it seemed just kind of standard what they, they, they've been doing with uh with um dead periods in the past you know they, they can obviously dm guys that are um, currently juniors in high school they can text them um they can you know that's unlimited they can do that however much they want um phone calls are obviously limited but obviously if recruits call a coach that's a different story. They can call coaches as much as they want. So, um, you know, you see these stories about recruits talking to coaches every single day and you're like, well, you know, aren't there like limits to, to contact, but there's really not that much. <laughs> I mean, like you, you, you can stay in pretty close contact with these coaches, especially if, if the recruit is, is initiating that. And so that's kind of been the main, um, the main uh, method thus far that Alabama has been using. I know Nick Saban utilizes FaceTime a lot, um, especially for their priority guys. We, you know, we've seen him use FaceTime all the time and, 
um, you know, throughout the recruiting process, whether it be at the NFL draft um, or, or elsewhere or uh, other times throughout the re- recruiting cycle. But so far, that's been, um, you know, what I've been hearing and hearing feedback from recruits. But I saw one interesting uh, uh, something we talked, I think we talked about last week, you know, Kansas doing a, a virtual junior day um, yeah. online. I, I know Texas A&M is doing a Madden tournament online with with recruits so that's kind of a you know i think we'll see these things pop up more and more we've seen uh, some teams do you know twitter series twitter video series where they're kind of taking tours of the facility so it's really it's a very unique time in college football recruiting and you know who knows maybe some of this stuff will start being uh more common you know once we get back into the swing of things and into the into the regular calendar i think in terms of our everyday lives hank some of the stuff that we're picking up during this situation yeah, going to be a part of what we do personally uh, on a daily basis, sort of the creativity that it's kind of forced upon us. Now, when these recruits aren't you know, in in contact with coaches uh, via the various technological outlets that are out there, uh, what are you seeing from some of these guys in terms of how they're trying to stay in shape and you know stay semi-sharp because it's not just – you know, the spring practices at the college level that we yeah. obviously know are, are not happening right now. You've got you got the high school kids trying to uh, maintain some some semblance of fitness, I guess. Yeah, I was actually I was talking to um, uh, a, a coach in Florida a couple of days ago, and he was talking about how he was worried that they couldn't get, you know, spring conditioning going that, you know, they were worried about injuries going forward. You know, guys aren't able to you know do the proper conditioning it's going to be an issue with injuries during the season and all that. But, you know, um, it, it's been, I, I think it's been a little bit more tricky for, for some of these kids. Obviously indoor gyms are closing down a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I talked to Terry and Arnold um, earlier this week, who's in Tallahassee and he was just saying he, he's going to the, to the high school track, obviously, you know, keeping his distance for, from others, but, you know, working out with, with some other guys, um, you know, spacing and, and, you know, running on the track and lifting weights where they can. So, um, you know, they're definitely utilizing, you know, guys that have personal trainers, guys that have access to gyms. Um, obviously, there's not team organized things. So um, they've been kind of having to improvise a little bit with, with being able to work out. But, um, you know, it hasn't seemed to be a huge issue just yet. And I think some some guys are probably not adhering to the social distancing rules as much as others at this point. And maybe they they will going forward. But, um, you know, they're just kind of having to make do. Um, whether it be at their high school or even, you know, in a park or I know Bryce Young, I talked to his dad um, a couple about a week ago and he said he's working out in the park. <laughs> that just you know, everything else is closed. So that's that's kind of what he has to do right now to 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 stay active. So it, it's an interesting, interesting time. Yeah, I guess the Brockermeyer twins that the Alabama Crimson Tide is heavily yeah. involved with, uh, they have a little bit of a built in advantage, right, <laughs> from a coaching yeah. perspective. Yeah, they got their dad, Blake. Um, he was obviously a former All-American at the college level at Texas and went on to the NFL for, for many years. Um, and um, I, I believe uh, Steve Wilfong, um, our, our director of recruiting at 24-7 Sports, did a story with them about you know what they're, what they're doing. Um, I think they have an at-home, at-home gym, whether it be their neighbor's gym or their gym or something, um, where, where they're staying in shape and, and working out every day. Um, I, th- I think he said in, in Steve's story that, that – you know, that, they're just getting in better shape right now because they have more time to focus on working out. So that's a good sign, I guess. <laughs> so it's, yeah. uh, one of the positive um, situations currently. As we get out of here, Hank, on this Friday edition of Daybreak, a part of the Built by Bama online podcast, uh, potentially some big basketball news for Nate Oates and the men's staff 
coming up here uh, very, very soon as Josh Primo, the 6'6 combo guard from Toronto, Ontario, up in Canada, expected to make his intentions known. I know you've had a crystal ball in for probably about a month or so now of Josh Primo ending up at Alabama. Same for Tim Watts. Uh, Is that still sort of the expectation heading into this as we wrap up the week? Yeah, you know, so far there, there's been nothing that, that we've heard on our end that, that's, you know, changed that feeling that, that Alabama has an edge here over Creighton, who, who's his other finalist at this point in time. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, Bama's pressed, I mean, he's been a priority target for a while now, but, you know, Brian Hodgson, Nate Oates, they, they've done a really good job in this recruitment and, and really kind of, um, you know, sold the program to him I mean, on his official visit in late December. Um, it was just, you know, after that, I think Bama really, took took advantage in that recruitment so um you know Creighton is a school to watch but I think Bama has a pretty healthy edge heading into his decision um at 11 a.m central time on 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 Friday um and and yeah you know they talk about a a pickup there um to go along with Keon Ambrose um at this point in time and all a potential all Canadian class thus far yeah Um, I mean what's up (laughs) I know that something's uh something's going right for them there obviously taking over Toronto taking over Toronto own it (laughs) Right. So, no, that, I mean, that, that's going to be um, a big pickup if, if it does end up going Alabama's way. Um, and, you know, the Bama's we've seen them active on the uh, transfer circuit. You know, their name, the Bama's popping up with, with several guys um, that, that have uh, already announced their intentions uh, to be in the transfer portal. And so it seems, it seems like it's a it's a good time that the staff has really been able to circle back and, and focus on recruiting and close out this 2020 class strong. Yeah, it's becoming the Canadian tide around Bryant Drive, man. <laughs> You've got. Potentially uh, two signees in this class from from Canada for the men's basketball team. You got John Mechie. He's got a background in, in Canada, mm-hmm. the Alabama wide receiver. You got some Alabama baseball players these days, including Owen Diodate, the outstanding freshman for Brad Bohannon's club, man. It's all about Canada. We're going to start right. maybe playing the anthem at some of the sporting sure. events. Hey, uh, as always, Hank, appreciate the time here on Daybreak. Always great stuff from Hank South for us at BamaOnline.com. Stay safe, keep those hands clean, and we'll do it again soon, Hank. Sounds good. Thanks, Travis. There he goes, Hank South. Travis Ryer, hoping you have a safe weekend coming up, and we'll talk to you again next week when Daybreak returns on the Built by Bama Online podcast. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.